0: Thank you for listening to the Convergence Podcast. We pray that God speaks to you during this message and that He moves in your life. During worship, the Lord just dropped in. I was thinking about the ecclesia. I was thinking about, you know, where we're at, and I'm I'm navigating that too. You know, I'm navigating all the things that are taking place, not just in America, but around the world. And um, I just want to be... I just I was just thinking during worship, and especially when we were singing the song "God of Revival," that was totally fitting because that actually has a lot to do with what I have to share with you guys um, this morning. That He is the God of revival, and I was thinking I was I just drifted over to Acts chapter eight, and you know we had the outpouring in Acts chapter two, and this is on the ecclesia, this is not on the quote traditional church, but the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter two, and we see the word of God being preached, and we see souls coming to Jesus. We're seeing revival taking place, and and in Acts chapter eight, what's in, something interesting took place, and there was a the church was per- persecuted, and the church was scattered, and so let me just read to you these four verses. On that day, a great persecution now, we haven't even faced a great persecution like what, what's going on now compared to what has happened let's say in the underground church of china or whatever it's like we're we're inconvenienced right now and but and i pray that that's all we actually face in the, in the coming days that god begins to shift things and I, I think it's a great you know wake-up call for us and i'll talk about that in a few moments But in that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and he put them in prison. Like, that's intense. That is intense. Like the Saul who became the apostle Paul begins to persecute, dragging people out of their houses. That's in, that's that's persecution, and he's beginning to throw people in prison. But look at verse eight. I mean, verse four in chapter eight. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. In the middle of their persecution, the gospel was being preached. In the middle of uh, I was going to say a crazy guy, well Saul, you know who was who was very a Pharisee of Pharisees, he was dragging and and the NIV says he was destroying the church. They didn't cower to fear. They didn't buckle they didn't they didn't um, they didn't go to a foxhole and, and hide. They were actually scattered, but they didn't scatter. To, to conceal their voices, to go into hiding. The scripture says, "Those who were scattered preached the word wherever they went. They preached the word wherever they went." That's just more than a house. That's wherever they went. They preached the word, and we have an opportunity in this season to preach the gospel to people. Maybe it's not like standing on a corner preaching, like in, in that context, but it's but it's you being Jesus to the culture that God has placed you in, to the setting, to the world that he's placed you in. And I want to encourage you. Yeah, we can jump online. We can go through all the things that people do, social media, and even those platforms are great Platforms in the middle of all this to preach the word. And that's where I really just want to encourage you guys. We carry a message of hope. We carry a message of joy. We carry a message of peace. We have the one who is the desire of the nations, he's the one that governs the nations. And in this crazy upheaval glo- globally taking place, I want to encourage you the message that you have inside of you, let it go. The message that you have inside of you, release the gospel message. John 3, 16, right? Start there. For God so loved the world. Look for opportunities to share your faith in the middle of the, in the middle of what's going on right now. Here in Acts chapter 8, the ecclesia was persecuted, but it never shut down the gospel of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus, which is what they were trying to hammer out, right, through the persecution the name of Jesus being glorified and released, the risen Messiah, they were trying to stamp that out, but they couldn't. What happened was the persecution actually promoted the gospel of Christ to the then known world. I'm talking about Jerusalem and Judea. It's like they went up in Ephesus and Antioch and all the way up into Rome. It's like you couldn't shut it down. And I've been telling you guys for years now, that you might be able to close. I mean, I said this three years ago. You might be able to close the doors of a church building, but you'll never silence the voice of an ecclesia ever. And so we have this opportunity. It's laid out in front of us. What are we going to do with this opportunity? How are we going to pivot and position ourselves to actually release the gospel to people? Are we even praying that God would give us an opportunity to share our faith, to encourage somebody, to at least point them to the gospel? And I I just want to encourage you guys that we cannot lose our focus right now. It's so important that we keep our focus on Jesus keep our focus on the gospel message, keep our focus in bringing people to the light of who Jesus is in the middle of all the darkness that's surrounding. Like we have, you know, people protesting and we have all kinds of things that are taking place. And I'm not saying that one's wrong and one's right. I'm just saying that We have we have this higher calling in our heart and our life because we live from heaven to earth. That okay, I'm not saying we don't get involved in these kinds of things. What I am saying is that let's make sure that we're bringing Jesus, we're bringing the hope. He he is our hope to the world. That's all. And I just will, and I and I want to roll into a few other things. But that was just something that the Lord just dropped on my heart. In worship, and I just really feel feel strong to encourage you guys along those lines. I mean, you guys are world changers, you guys are revivalists, you guys carry the the Holy Spirit inside of you that you are baptized with the fire of God, and I know that you guys are reaching and you guys are going for it. I just want to keep encouraging all of us to do that. Amen. Hopefully, you guys say Amen in the space where you're at. So, I just want to lay down a couple a couple things. Um, and then hopefully land in First Samuel 17. And that's kind of where I want to close. But I just want to bring some reminders to you guys in this season. Number one is that we need to continue to put our absolute and full trust in the Lord. Our absolute and full trust in the Lord. The verse that we, we keep bringing before you and before us is Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. We're going to have a mind that is steadied. We're going to have the mind of Christ in the middle of the crisis. And we're going to have perfect peace in the middle of the crisis because we trust him. We don't trust in the government. We don't, we don't fully trust what I'm saying. We don't fully trust in the government. We don't fully trust in our, whether it's the mayors or the governors or, or the president or the vice president or, you know, global, uh, you know, leaders and all that. Our trust has to be anchored in God and God alone. So that means like you get up in the morning and you say, Father, I trust you completely. Help me to anchor myself in trusting you. And so I just want to keep that in front of us. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Right now the nations are being shaked. We know that. And it's been, they've been shaked for like two months now. And people are finding out that in a lot of ways what they had built you know, for so many seasons is, is in essence kind of disappeared or has been shaken or kind of like a house of cards. Things have been in a matter of moments, seems like. Seems like. And so, but God is our anchor. God is our builder. God's our restorer. And for us, we need to continue to seek his face and we need to time to pull back and hear the voice of the Lord. Time to pull back and in this reset, kind of this holy reset, make sure our hearts are right. We've been saying that, and we want to continue to say that. This is our window to make sure that we have our hearts lit up with the presence and the fire of God that burns away all chaff, all the stuff that shouldn't be there. We, we just want to present ourselves to the Lord. And so we want our dependence to be fully in God, and I believe that revival is on the way. And I want to, I'll visit that in a moment. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll, I'll visit that in a moment. In John 16:33, this is out of the Passion Translation again. And everything I taught you um, is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest, will give you the peace of God, will give you great confidence as you rest in him. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous. You and I must be courageous, for Jesus has conquered the world. I just want to encourage you, guys, encourage you guys again, Jesus has conquered the world, and we, our responsibility is to, from that revelation, that understanding, we need to be strong and courageous, we need to stand up and be strong and courageous and release the glory and power of God, the life of Christ to other people. So let's continue to put our full trust in him. Secondly, it says, because that's number one, we can actually, you know, apply Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, um, but we need to, but do not be anxious about anything, but in every, every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving present your request to God. All right. So as we trust him, as we put our full trust in him, there's a supernatural exchange because really anxiety is misplaced worship. Anxiety is a thief. Anxiety is somebody you do you do not want to let into your home or into your heart. So as I trust the Lord with all of my heart, then The love of God, the peace of God fills my heart. And I'm telling you, when the peace of God fills your heart, there's no room for anxiety. And so I I really feel as we do the one trusting him, then the anxiety will leave. And if if anxiety is there, let anxiety be an indicator to pray. Does that make, to pray. So when anxiety comes in, then that's your indicator. It's like, okay, I got to get in the presence of the Lord because that should not be there. So let's not be anxious for anything. I know that's kind of a wild statement, but that is scripture. And that's something that we can stand on, right? So seek first the kingdom of God. And then in Matthew 6, and then Matthew six thirty-four says, therefore, do not worry. So we seek the kingdom. And from that place, verse 33 comes before verse 34. So we seek the kingdom. And from that place, then Jesus says, therefore, don't worry. Therefore, don't worry, because he's got it in control, right? Jesus has it in control, all right? I'll say it again. Jesus has it in control. The third thing is, or the second thing is, it is the third thing, stay in God's economy. We are in, like I said last week, we are in an unshakable kingdom. You guys can go ahead and say it. An unshakable kingdom. Hebrews 12, 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, the nations right now are being shaken, but his kingdom isn't. You might be feeling like you're, you're standing on a like, like a like an earthquake, you know, like what's going on, but his kingdom is unshaken. It's, it's solid, it's sturdy, it's secure. So I just want to remind you, keep your feet planted firmly, in the kingdom of God, and his economy, so into his economy, because he's the one who has it all in control. God's not broke. He will take care of you. He will take care of me. He'll take care of us. And then the next point here, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. I, I know I hit this a couple weeks ago, but Mark chapter 8, in that story that Jesus has taken the, he, he's taken the a trip across the lake, and he makes this statement, the disciples had forgotten to bring bread. Really, there was one piece of bread, a loaf of bread in the boat, uh, except for one loaf that they had. And then verse 15, Jesus says, be careful, Jesus warned them, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees, which is the religious spirit, and that of Herod, which is the political spirit. I just want to encourage us all that we cannot be be swept away with all the things that are happening around us and that we have to keep our focus. Like Jesus is saying, make sure that we don't don't let the leaven of, you know, religion, I'll just say that, but all the, I mean, even like the banter sometimes we have in comments and all that, we have to be careful that we're loving each other, that we're encouraging each other, that we're strengthening each other. And I would say that we're praying for each other. And that's a, that's a consistent thing. Maybe you're having, you know, these comments back and forth on Facebook or wherever, wherever it is, Instagram, whatever, but, but make sure that you're praying for each other. So just be careful that we don't get trapped in losing our kingdom focus by moving here. And then of course the political spirit, like that's everywhere, right? We can't turn left or the right. You could be watching your favorite news channel or whatever, or your Twitter feeds or whatever. And I'm just saying that you, we just have to be careful, careful that we keep the kingdom focused, number one, and that we don't let the leaven, remember the leaven is in yeast and expands through the whole, the, whole, you know, the dough of the, that creates the bread. We can't let that expand and grow on our heart for the sake of losing the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? The focus of what Jesus has called us to and how we're supposed to live our lives in God because it, it, it can take over. I mean, I, I can't tell you like how many times I had to, oh, I just got to shut the laptop right now or I got I to gotta turn my phone off right now. I got I to gotta pray right now. Like, I'm just being honest. We just can't let that take over. And so we have to, we have to be super intentional about... Um, Beware to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. And then, lastly, we're called to bring wisdom or solutions into this global battle that we're in. This global thing that's going on. Remember, I talked out of number sixteen, and I just want to reiterate that: like there was chaos, there was pandemonium, there was sickness, there was panic, and the Lord, you know, Moses goes ahead and says to, he tells Aaron. He says, you know, grab the censer, you know, grab, you know, the coals, grab the incense, light the fire, and run into uh, the plague. And when Aaron ran into the plague, then the plague stopped. And I just want to encourage you guys along those lines that, that we need to be, number one thing that we need to be doing is praying. I know that you hear about prayer all the time. Oh, we talk about prayer all the time, but are we? Are we extending our prayer? Are we are we just talking about it or we're actually engaging intentionally in this? Are we praying in the spirit? Like, are we flipping on the latest because everything keeps changing all the time or we're grabbing a dial and we're listening to a radio station or whatever, or are we taking... We're taking some of that back and we're, we're, we're praying in the spirit. We're praying for our brothers and sisters. We're asking God's strength to empower. We're asking for wisdom to be dropped in. We're asking for encounters for our leaders that are above us, that God would invade their dream life, that God would have it. There were people who would have a supernatural encounter like Saul did, you know, on the road, and God just, the, the light of God came and spoke to him, transformed his life. Are we are we making those kinds of declarations in the middle of all this, and and then also, um, I mean, we spoke out of Exodus 14 when Moses was standing before the the Red Sea, and we we hit like, what is you know, Aaron had the censer, right? He had the coals, he had the incense. You, uh, Moses had his staff. It, it was David had, you know, David had a a pouch and he had five stones, like. Whatever it is that God has equipped you with, he's given you an anointing for. Are you activating whatever you have in your hand, whatever God has given you, and to to be bold about that and to release that to the people that God has put around you, whether that's family or whether it's people, colleagues that you're working with, and maybe you're online, you're on Zoom, you're talking to other people across the world, And I just want to encourage you, like, ask the Lord to provide an opportunity for you to share the goodness of God with the gifts God has given you. And that's the one thing that's beautiful about the body of Christ. The body of Christ is so equipped with so many gifts, and it's a joy to be serving as a senior leader and see all the gifts. Like, we have a house that has, you guys have amazing anointings and amazing gifts, And I just want to encourage you, again, utilize those gifts. Let's be sensitive and look for these God opportunities that are in front of us. Whether That's even if you have to go to the grocery store, like looking for ways. As you carry peace, as you carry joy, as you carry hope in the middle of all this, that you are distributors of that reality. And use what God's, some of you are writers, some of you are painters, some of you are gifted in so many different ways. H- ask the Lord, how can I use what you have given me to advance your kingdom in this season? For them, some of you who are photographers, you might want to begin to, you know, like take pictures and post it on social media and maybe throw a scripture in underneath it. Like use, the, there's so many ways that we could advance the kingdom of God in the season that we're in. People are so open right now to receive the gospel, which really kind of brings me down to kind of my my conclusion. I can't believe it. I I got a clock in front of me. But my conclusion, and that is that, you know, revival is messy. Like revival, if you look through history, you know, you're going to see that that it's almost like when you birth, you know, I don't understand this as a man, but as a woman, you know, when they go into childbirth and they deliver, it's like. Even though it's sterile in the room it's 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 messy in the con- in that context and and right now what we're seeing is and experiencing is messy you know we don't we there's uncertainty we don't know what's really true and what's really not true. We have this report we have that report now you might have a conviction of what you think is true, but there's differences of opinions that are going on in and I just want you to know that the Lord sees all of that, and the Lord is still advancing His kingdom. And I, and I want to encourage you guys that I believe, I mean, I have more of a conviction about this now than I did, say, six weeks ago, um, that just because we're going through this, and just because, you know, we're in quarantine, or, you know, shelter in place, or whatever, that revival... God's spirit is not quarantined, and definitely the things that God has said to us is not quarantined. The the words that God has spoken to you is not quarantined. The words that God has spoken over this house is not quarantined. And if we, we have to be intentional, intentional about believing those words, and I, I know that. Um, I said, I think it was in February, the end of February or, or March, I said that you know, I felt like, I don't know if you were in, in the service when we had it, I just felt like there's a, a wave of revival that's beginning to take place. Had no idea what was going to happen. I just felt it in my spirit. And then I, God gave me that during worship. And then the very next song that the worship team sang was God of Revival. And I knew right away. It's like, okay, I, you know, you know, when the Lord's speaking to you, right? So I knew right away there was a witness in my spirit. I just don't jump up and just say, you know, revival, revival, revival. And I, I, I really feel like there is a. Some would say, you know, there's a global pandemic. I do believe there's a global awakening that's take that's taking place. And the word that the Lord gave me and gave us say. That doesn't go away because of what's happening today. In fact, it might be more clear now than ever in this context. So I just want to encourage you guys that in the middle of all this, yeah, it, it does look like it's messy and all that kind of stuff, but it says in Isaiah 54, 7, no weapon used against us will prosper. But it doesn't say that weapons will not be used against us. Weapons will be used against us, but the weapons that are used against us will not prosper. Will not prosper. So whatever the enemy is throwing at us, whatever weapons he's using against us, those weapons will not prosper. And let's take, let's take with joy that word, right, that God is sending revival, and let that sink in in the middle of this, quote, calamity that we're facing this global uh, calamity that we're facing. God of revival is coming. So we have to stay on point. We have to keep our focus. We have to continue to believe. We We have to pray. We have to have faith. We have to have hope springing up inside of us. We have to have the love of God flowing out of us, and we have to have the love of God pointed toward each other. This is not a time for the church to divide. This is not a time, especially the ecclesia to divide. This is a time for us to rally together and be unified around what God is saying and what God is doing, responding to the father and responding to the word. And so I would encourage you guys that I believe that it is coming. And the political spirit will only divide us. The political spirit will be divisive. I'll just say it that way. The political spirit will be divisive, but the Holy Spirit will unify us. And the more we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the more that we'll actually love each other through it, and the more that we're gonna actually love the world and bring the gospel to the world because the Lord's doing something amazing on the earth amazing on the earth. So here it is. It's either going to be survival. We have to make a decision, survival or revival. It's going to be either survival or are we going to try and move into survival mode or we're going to be in revival mode. Uh, and one of the things I challenged our staff was that how long can we you know we don't want to ignore the issues, right? We don't want to. We don't want. To, we're not putting our head in the sand that at all. But we we understand that God is in full control of what's going on, and if God said revival is coming and the wave is building, then how far can we take revival in the season that we're in? How far can we take revival in the season that we are currently in? Bringing heaven to earth, the things that we talk about being salt, and being light. And I want to encourage you that this, this has been a massive disruption in a lot of ways. It's been a massive di- disruption. But, and we can, we can complain and crawl in and, and all this, and I just want us to make sure that we're, we're thinking about this. How can I use this moment to advance the kingdom of God and bring revival. Like I said before, you can close the doors of a church, you'll never silence the voice of the ecclesia, never. And I want to encourage you, all of us are part of a bigger picture of what God's doing in the, on the earth. And, and part of that is making sure we're asking the right questions. And so I am, I'm kind of, okay, initially I, I just went, whoa, what is happening? I think most of us do. It's like, what's happening? And then now we're kind of recalibrating and been recalibrating. And now it's like, okay, uh, for some of us, they're they're just in survival mode. I'm talking about the hearts are in survival mode, right? But we have to move from this survival mode. I don't want to be insensitive, but we also have to be in this place where how far, how far, How high can we take this way, partnering with the Lord in revival? For me and for you, for all of us. And get around people who are going to encourage you in a revival movement. Get around people who are seeing the grace and the mercy of God in the middle. Get around people who are wanting to still bring healing and deliverance and salvation to people in the middle of this. I'm telling you right now, people are more open to the gospel than at any other time. And so we have an opportunity. We have a window of opportunity to step into the fullness. And it's not to. This is not to just. Uh, this is not to say that. Oh my. Oh my goodness. What's taking place right now is. Shutting down the move of God. No, 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 no. I, I think it's actually quite the opposite. So we have to just make sure we're focused. This is one big, is one big word of encouragement today is what it is. We just want to make sure we're focused. We want to make sure, you know, we have the armor of God on, right? Ephesians chapter 6, we've got the belt of truth. We've got the breastplate of righteousness. Like we have the helmet of salvation. We have the sword of the spirit and we're advancing against the, against the enemy, and we are we are seeing victory. We are seeing breakthroughs. We are seeing these kinds of things, not just in the in the like the, the the healing, the medicine and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the spirit. And I just want to keep your hopes high. I want you to just be encouraged. I want us to be trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. And I want us to believe God for what He's going to do. Let me just kind of let me just close. With, I never got the first Samuel. That's okay. I'm just going to get the first Samuel next time. Anyway, yeah, um, I I will. I'll I'll get the first Samuel, I promise. I've been saying that. Um, wow, yeah, I I just, yeah, next time I'll get the first Samuel. Uh, well, let me just share something with you guys that's really, really small, but I think it's really significant. People would think it's small, but it's really significant. You know, one of our students um at the School of Ministry, uh, I just received this from one of our our uh our small group leaders, and it's about what their family did um in the middle of all this, right? Shelter in place and all that. And and so as a family, um I don't want to give her a name, but anyway, as a family, I didn't ask for her permission, but um like it says here. The text says, her and her family ministered uh, to her neighbors a few weeks back by having everyone come outside and sing, and her dad uh, prayed on the megaphone. That's a unique way of doing ministry in your neighborhood. Then this week, she baked cookies and felt led to take them to her neighbor. His wife later shared that he was struggling with depression and he loves to bake and had no crave and had been craving cookies. But didn't have the energy because he was depressed. I don't know if it had to do with the pandemic, whatever was going on, lost I don't know. We don't know. But didn't have the energy to bake um, when he received those cookies. He started crying and it helped him, and he felt super blessed as a result. It was not massive, like you preached to 5,000 people and they got saved. It was somebody who loved Jesus, who felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to bring cookies to a door, not knowing that this man loved the bake was thinking about cookies was in this place of depression and you did a simple thing by just offering cookies in the name of Jesus and you changed a life that's revival that's the opportunity that's in front of us and as we wrap up today i just want to i just want to encourage you let's look for ways to bring the kingdom jesus says if you if you just take a A cup of cold water, and you offer it in my name. I'm telling you, the the anointing is all over that. The Holy Spirit is all over that, and we reach people one by one, one by one. So, who can you encourage this week? Who can you reach out to this week? Who has laid? Who has? Who is it that the Lord has laid on your heart for this week? Can you write a text? Can you send an email? Can you grab your phone and make a call? What about that aunt? What about that uncle? What about, what about that coworker? What, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, obviously there's wider things and there's broader things, but this is what we get to bring. So let's be light. Let's trust God with all of our heart. Like, Let's not be in panic mode. Let's have the joy of the Lord welling up inside of us. But let's, let's advance the kingdom. Let's ride this growing wave of revival that he's sending to our nation. And I want you to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. And God will give a strategy. He'll give a strategy. But let's do the small things in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, the reward or the return on that is massive. Is massive. I want to encourage you with that today. I want to pray. And I I just want to close today. Father, thank you for... Because you're the God who is who's absolutely in control and that you, are, you govern the nations. And we are the light and we bring the light. We are salt. We are the things that you have, you've called us and declared who, who we are. And so, Lord, I pray that this week, maybe it's making some cookies and giving it to our neighbor. Maybe it's sending a text. Maybe it's the, it's the small things done in great love anointed by the Holy Spirit that changes the world. And so, Lord, I just release people to this. Lord, I, I pray for anybody um, that's viewing us that you're, you're troubled, you're worried, you're stressed, you're, you're anxious, and I just say peace to you in the name of Jesus. Peace to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would fill them with your love, the perfect love of God. Lord God, I pray that it's the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding. Lord, let it be their anchor. Let it be their anchor today. Lord, if there are those who need healing, we just release healing in the name of Jesus. If there are those who need to get right with God, they need to turn back to the Lord. I say, just, just ask him to forgive you. Repent and just turn and just say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I need your leadership. I, I need the person of Christ in my life. And I, I accept you. I rededicate my life to you. If there's some of you who's never given your heart to Jesus, now's the time to give your heart to the Lord. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Change me. I want to be like you. I repent of all my sin. Come into my heart. It's as simple as that. This is our holy reset, you guys. This is our time to get deep in intimacy with Jesus, changing our heart so we can change the world, so we can change the world. Father, I just pray that you would protect your people this week. I pray, Lord God, that you would keep them safe. But at the same time, may we look for ways to bring the kingdom of God to the world. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. See you guys. Praying for you. Miss you guys a ton. And we'll see you guys next week. God bless you. Thanks again for listening. For more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. God bless.